0: Hey y'all, this is Angel, and this is Amethyst, and welcome to The Black Table Talk. Our goal with this podcast is to educate, heal, and inspire by cultivating a space where Black voices are not only heard, but respected. So, tap in. Welcome to our third episode of the Black Table Talk. My name is Amethyst. And today we have a special guest. Angel isn't with us today. Um, she wasn't feeling very well. But today we have a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes. Hello everybody. My name is Brooke. Angel, we miss you. We do, we do. We want you back. Girl, get better. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so me and Brooke were just having a whole last conversation, Lord. and we forgot to press play. <laughs> Lord, that? got right into it. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about healing and spirituality. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be connecting to our BSU meeting topic for our last meeting of the semester. So some of the questions will be similar, but they won't all be the same. Okay, so we're going to get right into it, and hopefully you guys enjoy the conversation. I'm really excited about this meeting Although we are missing Angel, we're still very excited to dive in. Yes, we are. Okay, so let's get started. Um, The first question we have is, how do you define healing?
1: Hmm. How do I define healing? Yes, ma'am. I think I, um, I define it as something that's not this like smooth, ride Mm -hmm. it's it's this like you could have a monday where you feel like you done overcame this that and the third right and you're feeling good and you're feeling victorious Mm -hmm. and then you could have a wednesday where it's that same thing that you were feeling victorious about you feeling very defeated about it Mm -hmm. you're feeling like you know like man I thought I I thought that I made progress in this area but it's come back ag- up again mm-hmm. and I'm having different emotions I'm having different feelings and different pain and so healing I just feel like it's this just like like it's just this ride like this just this roller coaster and you just never know what to expect really yeah and um I've learned to be grateful for those Mondays, though, yeah. when I do feel victorious. Just learn learning how to be grateful for those moments, and then, on the Wednesdays, trying to make it moment by moment. Some people say day by day, like taking things day by day. Something some sometimes I feel like you really have to take things moment by moment. Like, can I serve Like, can I? I just need to get to the next moment. Like. Wow you know what I mean because yeah. how we were talking about that paralyzation sometimes yeah it, it can it can paralyze you to the point where you don't even know if you're gonna make it to the next moment wow Getting so I think it's just what do you think
0: oh man healing is mm-hmm. a motherfucker. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is like uh, right that's not very descriptive <laughs> that's, that's very descriptive actually Healing, something that takes over your whole body, Mm. your whole spirit, and your whole mind. I feel like it starts in your spirit. Um, I feel like it starts to have this like this retrograde effect. It just starts to expand. It starts to like Mm. it starts moving inside your little spirit, and then it grows into you and becomes a part of your being. Mm. And eventually, as you grow, as it grows, you grow with it. And every level of the healing process, because healing is not linear, every level of the healing process, every time it expands a little bit more, you feel a different experience. So back to what you said, maybe like one level is like you feel great. You got this in the bag. You're ready to conquer it mm-hmm. to the depths, right? Right. right? The next level, you're on the ground shaking. You can't get up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like as it expands, as it grows, as it starts to become who you are you grow with it. Yeah. And eventually that it's never going to be a point where you just you're healed. There's mm-hmm. never going to be this end result, you know? I feel like eventually you're going to get to a point where you learn how to survive mm-hmm. and you take the lessons learned from every level, from mm-hmm. every expansion. You take all those lessons into the next level. Mm-hmm. And that next level might be opening your heart again. That next level yeah. maybe becoming wiser. Um, talking to your parents for the first time in years, you know, you take all those lessons learned into your next level, and that next level will bring more expansion. Right. You know. Yeah. So I feel like the way I view healing, is not just about me getting over pain; it's about me growing into the spiritual being I'm supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Yeah. And it, no matter how. No matter how crazy that pain might be. When I stand back up, I'm not gonna be the same person that I fell on the floor. You know? I know. So that's how that's yes. how I'm, I'm, that was, <laughs> that was saying it.
1: Did you feel it or ugh. did you feel it? I did. <laughs> I felt that in my soul, you know? <laughs> Man.
0: That's what healing is for me. Yeah, that's
1: big. And it, it it's so like and i feel like it, it depends on like what you're healing from too mm-hmm. like are you he- like there there are millions of different things that a person might need healing from mm-hmm. like it may be it ain't no telling it could be abuse mm-hmm. physical emotional mental verbal it could be hunger you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It could be abandonment. It could be loss. It could be like insecurity. Like and there's just so many different like that like not only is there is there so much that like our world <laughs> our world needs healing from. But it like there's different levels of severity like this this person could have experienced this for, like the frequency and the duration of the trauma or whatever it was like, could, is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. So like the healing look, the healing process looks different for every single person. And I think like when talking about healing, like as you know, like when it's outside of yourself, like when you have a loved one Or a friend or somebody that you're connected to who you're who you wish healing upon them Mm -hmm. it's like man like talking about healing it it, like takes it like one step further like coming outside of yourself and then being you know being learning how to be a support Mm -hmm. for somebody outside of yourself who needs healing without taking on what they're going through and you know letting it like just then it, like taking you to a point where you need healing from something that they're going through yeah. because you love them so much and you're connected to them so much that you didn't experience what they went through but because you are so connected to them you feel it and carry it with you when you're not in their presence right and it's like i don't know i feel like there's just so many like dimensions yeah to healing like it's such a huge umbrella like turn right there you feel me no yeah. like there's so much to cover with that
0: i saw a post yesterday and it was like a reminder to empathize, um to um always observe and not absorb mm. it's a difference huh? yes and i feel like that's hard front and back you yo know? how like how do i do that how, how do For i real? sit here and watch you go through all this pain and i feel it too Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. That's up I feel like for some people that might be incredibly easy, but for me, I don't. I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, I don't really consider myself an empath. I just consider myself like a human being that feels other like human beings. So you know, I don't. Yeah. Maybe that's that's not that. Yeah. Label. Yeah. Yeah. But I just feel like if I'm having a conversation mm-hmm. with you and you're crying out to me for help, how do I just look at you and say I can't help you? How do I just look at you and not feel? How do I feel your body shaking my arms, and not have that awaken my soul? Mm. You know, yeah, that's a cry for help. Yeah, it is. And I feel like that's why it's so easy for empaths to be manipulated by people who have negative intentions, but like who like serious negative intentions, Mm -hmm. and you would never even consider that somebody would come to you that broken and be faking it. You know. And I feel like that's something that we need to talk about too, Mm. like protecting Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. our protectors. (laughs) Our healers.
1: What's the title? That should be the title of this thing. Protecting (laughs) our protectors, yo.
0: Yeah, man, our healers. Our healers, yeah. The people have come to like Mm. offer us tranquility. Right. You know? Yeah. We need to learn how to um, protect them. We need to normalize protecting them. Yeah, Because I feel like empaths who haven't experienced much of that are easily manipulated. Because if you come with them with a sob story that seems so genuine, yeah. I'm like, my heart is aching for you. Yeah. I, all I want to do is help you. Right. I'm going to help you. It's who I am. Yeah, But how do I know? That's why, that's why know I, I always pray. Yes. Mm-hmm. I always pray for a spirit of discernment. Because you never know yeah. yo. yeah it's like you gotta like I always I think I talked about this in the last podcast maybe I don't know to be honest I'd just be talking <laughs> but as we all do I always ask God for um the eyes to see the ears to hear the mouth I need to like mend or heal you know it's like a prayer I have like i God like I don't I don't want to see the world from me. Because of me seeing the world from amethyst, I'm mm-hmm. seeing the world from my pain, yeah. from my trauma, yeah. from my hurt, disappointment, anger. That's how I'm seeing the world. God, give me the eyes that you need me to see yeah. through. Right. Give me the ears, I need to listen for what I need to listen for. Mm-hmm. Give me the mouth I need to speak what I need to say that you want me to say.
1: Yeah.
0: I want less of me. I don't want it to be about me. Give me more of you. More of you. You feel me? Ooh. Cause if I go around the world yeah. looking at shit the way I want to see shit, I'm
1: mm-hmm. gonna be like a lot of contamination. And yeah, your lens is contaminated, and you see less of the beauty mm. of the world. You're less present, and I oh, know everything happens for a reason, but I can definitely, I can definitely empathize with you. And I think it's just like you, you walk with these negative thoughts, and your thoughts, your thoughts just. Oh man they're just such they can be such poison Mm. or they can be you know such like fruit you know what i'm saying and i think that that's big what you're saying because the lens that we see through day to day i pray that god releases those scales from Mm. our eyes and that and that's that's perfect for this for healing because i do believe that as we heal that the scales drop Mm. piece by piece piece of like the pieces inside of us piece by piece that heal a scale is dropped I feel and I think that's a part of the healing process too but it takes uh it takes a very freaking just obedient and humble human being to say lord have your way and not only that, but to when he does have his way to not like get upset with him because his way it's wasn't sure. what you wanted or what you foresaw. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, I don't know if this is supposed to get like, because, you know, I, I believe in God and I believe in scripture and there's the scripture that says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and it's like I was watching this sermon the other day and it was saying that when we say that we say that with um with confidence ideally you know like we we want to say that with confidence and we want to say that with faith yes um but along with that we are not the person who is choosing the things I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We want to choose the things we want to choose the things, but God has chosen the things. So it's like, (laughs) yes, we can do all things, but can we accept it? And can we like, you know, just stand flat foot on what God is calling us to do, who he's calling us to be and like all of what comes with that. Plucking, planting certain things and plucking up certain things. I feel like the plucking up is the part for me that I'm, like, still working on. When he calls me to pluck up something, I want to pluck it up. I don't want to sit there, like... At the
0: root, Yeah, yo. You know what I'm
1: saying? At the root.
0: I don't want to be like, God, like... Please, please can I? Yeah, maybe. Trying to negotiate yes. with God, like... Yo. You feel me? We be trying to hold on to shit that God I already put an expiration A- date on. Woo! You better... Yo. <laughs> she on the floor, y'all. She on the floor.
1: Okay, <laughs> like, this man put a whole expiration date and we sitting here. Like if we go to a
0: store and we see an expiration date, we don't leave it We alone. don't leave that shit alone. Yo. We be kinda hold on to it, salvage it, bring it back to life. Let that shit go. Dead that shit, yo. Oof. Mm. Mm. and I feel like it's even though it's like it sounds so much easier said than done Mm. right but Mm. I feel like it sounds easier said than done because we are so um bound to what we want it's like we when something starts We create a fantasy about it. About what it's going to look like. And we become chained to it. Mm. So when it's like time to finally let it go, it's like I'm trying to break these chains. Literally. Literally. Not even even a figurative sense. I'm literally literally. trying to detach my entire being Mm. from what I hoped and I prayed for you feel me I feel. it's like you're trying to like you have to break your soul oh <laughs> oh my god Yes. Yeah. yo yeah you talking about some stuff i don't like you for this <laughs> i don't like you for this <laughs> you've been in my house for an hour for an hour bro you already got tears <laughs> this,
1: this is this is heavy stuff you know bro, you already got out of my, it my house, house. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and uh, cut the podcast short, y'all. can not even be here for an hour. She got <laughs> tears.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: I think it was not me. I think whatever God got going on, he is just having his way.
0: Lord have mercy. mercy. allowing him
1: to, which is very special.
0: Okay, we are to the next question. Okay, let's move we on. We are going to the next question. We're moving on, y'all. <laughs> Lord have We're mercy. scratching the surface. Okay, um, next question. When did spirituality become a part of your identity? Um, part two of that is what intri- introduced it to you. Wow. So when did it become a part of your identity? My and identity. What? When did it um, introduce it to you? Um, I was very comfortable and confident posing this question to you because the way, I, maybe I was wrong in this, but the mm-hmm. way I view you is... Mm-hmm you're a spiritual being I view myself as a spiritual being too but I feel like the way I view you is like Mm -hmm. all-encompassing spirituality so I don't I don't have a problem voicing this question to you hopefully Mm -hmm. I'm not wrong in making that assumption Mm -hmm. but um you know I just feel like spirituality has become a part of your identity Mm -hmm. and I would like to know when did it become part of your identity and what what introduced you to that part of you
1: okay I I this is a good question because there is a difference between when it was first introduced to me and when it really became a part of my identity. And um so when it was first introduced to me just, you know, as a as a young girl just being next to my grandmother for most of my days, mm. this that woman is like she is just like a walking, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like at any given moment, she is ready to give wisdom, yeah, to give knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, at any given moment, she is used as a vessel. Mm-hmm. And so in every given moment, as a young girl, I was just listening to her. Just listening to the things that she had to say. Because um, she always had something to say. Like, always had something to give. Um, so, it being introduced was definitely through, you know, through my grandmother as a young girl. And then it actually really becoming a large part of my identity. There's this scripture again that says, train up a child in yes. the way that, you know, he or she should go. And as they get older, they won't depart from it. Yes. So... As a young girl, these, the, the this just like, I think this, just this faith, like this belief was instilled in me. And so as I got older, not that I was like going to church every Sunday or, you know, like I, I did not, I wouldn't say that I had like, You know like spiritual things that i was involved in on a day-to-day basis or on a weekly basis or even a monthly basis growing up um but the seeds that were planted they stuck and so the the belief was there but i think the faith developed over time and it took me going through some shit for that faith to develop so when when it became a part of who i am a part of my identity was um After coming here, actually, to Flagstaff and um, just being invited to church, Spring Hill Baptist Church, being invited to church. And then that that's when I started going to church freshman year. I started going to church every Sunday, you know, and it'll be me with the homegirls and my, my ex. He introduced me. He brought me into church like he brought me into church. He was going to church every Sunday going to Bible study every Wednesday. And so just being around him, he pulled me into it and it it stuck. You know what I mean? And so those seeds were being watered. The seeds are being watered. Seeds are being watered. And then it, I went through a serious, crazy freaking depression. And I'm telling you, I was praying day in and day out, day in and day out, please, Lord, please like just on my knees, like shaking in prayer. Feeling like feeling such a pain in my heart and you know, you could really feel heartache like you could feel the sensation of your heart hurting Yes For anybody who's ever felt that I know you've experienced that and so I prayed for that specific feeling I needed to have an ease in my heart. I did not want to feel that anymore So I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and I'm telling you one morning I woke up and it was gone like that that weight, the sensation of the weight was lifted and you could feel the difference from the night before to the next morning. I mean, from the months before to one morning, I wake up after crying, begging, you know, months being on my knees, crying, begging that prayer, the prayer that I prayed the night before that sealed God's answer to the prayers. And so it's like, man. I think that's when it really became like part of my identity because I had witnessed many miracles like in others. Yeah. But I think that was the first time that I really like recognized a miracle that God did for me. Yeah. And so it solidified the faith it, it like it the seeds. You know what I'm saying? The seeds just blossomed into a a beautiful tree that morning yeah that morning that the weight was lifted and i know it was because of prayers and so you know and i and it's it's tough because you know we all have to it it, that's different for everybody like when did i want you to answer these questions too i really will because it could look totally different like some people don't have that like one moment right some people don't have those three moments. Like it looks just very different for everybody. So what was it for you?
0: Um, I might answer this question backwards. Okay. But, um, I feel like it's interesting that we all experience purging our soul and purging our pain differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's always that moment of like, not, I don't want to say instant relief, but there's like, um, there's a shift. A shift. There's definitely always a shift. Yeah. Where acceptance comes, and you're just able to walk in it again. Mm -hmm. You're able to um stand and walk in Mm -hmm. newness. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. this path like past couple of months have been hell for me, like hell. Um, Mm -hmm. That shit was recent, yo. But like I feel like I've been I've had those moments so many times. I'm like I've come to those moments of like acceptance and standing in newness over and over again. It's like at least once a year. And that's weird because every year I can feel myself changing. You know? It's just like that I remember, I remember, I guess like, like every moment I remember it like so distinctly. Um, I think high school, senior year, it was the moment when my auntie told me that I probably wouldn't be able to go to college because we couldn't afford it and I had to decide how bad I really wanted it and she told me to take the night to think about it Mm. I I didn't go to sleep that night because I already knew who I was I knew the power my voice could have and I knew I found what I wanted to do with my voice I I hadn't even come to know my voice yet but I knew there was something inside of me there was a fire that I felt so close with Mm. and me going to college was a very crucial step in that process you know so when we had that conversation I didn't go to sleep that night and it was like four o'clock in the morning and I was just laying on the couch so I was like staying on my auntie couch at that point in time Mm. and um I was laying on the couch and I went into her room and I woke her up and I was like I want to do it And she was like you sure it's like this is not gonna be easy for you like paying off your student debt like you have to like be devoted like you can't like take you you can't play about this you you have to be sure yeah and i'm like i'm sure i want it i want it with everything inside of me you know that was so hard um but that was one moment and then freshman year it was another moment and then it was like January or early February and um I just I don't even remember what happened it was just like there I was looking outside the window and then something just tapped in I don't even know what it was but I was I started praying and when I say praying I mean like praying like I fought the Holy Ghost was fire I was just like in my dorm room in Wilson Hall praying my ass off and I just felt something like rise off of me And it's weird because like after all of these moments, I have a habit, I don't know why, I have a habit of writing a piece about it. So, every all of these moments, I have a piece I wrote about it that I never share with people. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never shared any of these pieces with anybody. Mm-hmm. I still have it. But um, I wrote a piece right after it was done. And it was like a moment where I was just like paralyzed. All I could do was lift my hands up and release. Nothing else mattered but what I was releasing. I didn't care how loud yeah. I was, I didn't care how much I was crying. Mm-hmm. it was just a moment of release you feel me mm-hmm. um sophomore year it was november ish it was like our december it was like right after my I found out my uncle passed away and um my uncle was i was hard because my uncle basically raised me as his daughter because my, my dad was never really around because of his addictions um and it was like i was losing my dad and it was really hard um i got an email from the school about like basically like tuition and shit and like, I just kind of like, I called my auntie um, because I've been told me to call her. And she told me everything was fine. She told me I should have called her sooner, but I like to take care of shit myself because I'm independent. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm independent. Uh-huh. And like after that, I got off the phone with her. I went into my closet. I, was, I lived in Mountain View. I went into my closet. It was dark because mm-hmm. I keep my room, my bedroom, kind of dimmed. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I see. Yeah. I see. <laughs> And nice. I got on the floor. I was kneeling. And I started shaking. My whole body was shaking. And I was just, I was just giving it to him. I was just like, take it. Please Ooh, take it. That's, surrender. Like, I can't My God, take it. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know how long I was in that damn closet. <laughs> right, right. I really don't know. Yeah. It was junior year. You were there. I think you were there. I was at our e-board meeting. That moment, that was a shift, yo. Were you at that e-board meeting? Which one? Where it was like a lot of tension among all of us. And we were all like having a, a tough conversation. Yeah. And I I don't lose our my temper. meeting. Not 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 the art Yeah, are keyboard? I don't lose my temper Yo, often. That was You saw me lose my temper.
1: I saw I saw some. I saw your fire.
0: I don't what, lose what my temper. Shift? What kind of shit I, mean? I was going through so much at that point. Like so much. And I always hold it in. Mm-hmm. And then like Alexa was talking to me and everything was piling up and I'm I'm very protective of the people that I love. So on top of everything that was going on with, inside of me, the idea of somebody hurting the person that I love sent me over the edge. And it reminded me that I don't lose my temper. I'm a very like, I, no matter how hard shit gets, I could always come back to myself and find a reason to be calm. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard then. Yeah. So it made me realize that something was really wrong. I had no idea what it was, so it reminded it. It made me sit the fuck still. I had to be still, yo. I just had to stop, and be still, and just sit with myself for a long time. I didn't go over what to break, so I was in my apartment for months. All I did was go to work, and I was just alone. I was writing. I was healing. I was just alone. Healing. Yeah. All of went to break senior year um it was like about a, a month ago if it was a month ago about a couple of weeks ago um and it was following everything that's happened this year this year has been crazy for that's me right. for everybody yeah. um and after everything that's happened this year um there was a moment i was just like i was on my bed and i was in here i was thinking about everything i started crying and i went out to my balcony and i looked up at the sky And I was like talking to the wind. It was really windy. It was like so much shit going. The clouds were just moving hella fast. Um, And I was just, I started crying. I started like yelling at nobody. I hope my neighbors don't think I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I was was just yelling. I was crying. I was upset. I was asking God to take it. I was surrendering. And I was like, my body got hit with this pain. And it was like, it wasn't like the pain that hurt. But the pain that made you weak, and it was just like it was like it was like my I was like, I don't want to say purging, but like I was like throwing up like a demon. It felt like mm-hmm. it felt like I was like releasing mm-hmm. like, like something from my soul. Mm-hmm. Like it, like my body was retching mm-hmm. over and like over and over again to the point I had to like get out on the ground and kneel. Like it kept going and it was scaring me, but I couldn't stop it. And my body like kept retching. I didn't know what was happening to me, but I couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. And then it happened for like five minutes straight. And I was just on the ground crying. feeling, feel like I was throwing up nothing. And then it stopped. In an instant. It just stopped. My, I, was, I felt numb. It was just something I've never experienced before. But like the way I stood up was different. I don't even know how to explain it, Brooke. But it's just like I stood up different. Mm -hmm. and I looked up at the sky and the moon was there like it was standing there watching me the whole time and I came in the house and I looked in the mirror in the bathroom and it's like I couldn't even recognize myself I didn't recognize the person I saw not because of like my physical appearance but it's I didn't recognize the person I saw Mm -hmm. so back to the question at hand Mm -hmm. um I feel like my spiritual identity has e- is ever-evolving. I do identify with my spirituality. I consider myself to be this spiritual being having this human experience. And when I feel like I'm out of balance, I try to remember that. I try to re-center in that. I try to remember that this is not reality. No. This is not reality. Not. This is a moment mm. in my spiritual experience. Yeah. After I leave this moment, God's going to take me to another moment. Yeah, he is. So I have to make Mm. sure that I am Mm -mm -mm -mm. using my spirit, myself, the way I'm supposed to while I'm here. Because I'm only going to be here for a little bit of time. You know? I know. And as I I move, you know, I don't know how to explain it. I hope that makes sense. But... Makes a lot of sense. As i I have to realize that I'm evolving here because there's something here that I have to do before he's ready for me to take my next moment. That's the best way I can explain it. I don't like you. <laughs> like right here. oh my god, get out of my house! <laughs> I'm staying. bro! I'm staying. Send you back to Cali, can't bro. Kick,
1: can't kick me out right now.
0: <laughs> it's getting too good, Amethyst. Yo, <laughs> you got tears. Out. <laughs> I see them. I don't like you, yo. <laughs> Ooh,
1: I just am trying to take in everything that you said, and I'm just like in that moment with you on the balcony, with the wind, and with the elements of nature. Screaming back at you while you are screaming at it. And I just, like, see it (laughs) happening. And ain't no telling what this higher power was dealing with you about on that day in that moment. Ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. No telling. But it sounds like you were being dealt with. And it sounds like... It sounds like what happens when something is being released. When when something is in there that is ready to come out, in my opinion, um, nine times out of ten, that thing doesn't want to come out. Mm-hmm. It's offering you are petitioning you or you were offering petitions of the spirit to get it out. But the thing itself probably had other plans. It, it did not want to come out. So when you have that warfare going on, the physical sensations of dropping to your knees, the pain, the, the physical feeling of that. Doing this number. You know what I'm saying? You seen Doctor Strange. Yeah. When the, the spirit jumps out of the body. Yeah. I do feel like. You. It, it seems like you had a moment. Where. He, some form of healing took place. And that is perfect for this conversation. Because people could think about the word healing. And think about all the lovely things yeah. about the feeling of healing mm-hmm. the rainbows the sunshine oh healing i'm healing heal 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 healing healing it's like you know this like healing is healing. good it it does good but healing is not going to always feel good it's not going to be comfortable you know what i'm saying yeah. as much as pain as like I feel like the healing like has to match like the level of pain like it took that much like it took whatever it took for that pain or that hurt or that that suffering to be there it's gonna have to be leveled out it's gonna take a lot for the healing to take place too because there's balance you know what I'm saying absolutely and Man, that, that just sounds like such a, a moment. I get what you're saying about shifts. Yeah. You had those moments like in our e meeting. That was something different from you. And it's like, we all knew that it was in there and it did not come off how you probably think that it did. Mm-hmm. It more so came off as I'm putting my foot down for justice and for like honor. Hmm. Like you were protecting the space. Really. So, like some, of the, I, like I remember some of the things that you were saying. Like I don't have to say. I don't remember now. anything I was saying. Like for example, one thing that you were saying was um, how far we've come as a people, and how what you were not gonna do was sit back and allow any thing that was not worthy to take our impact wow. and take it off balance wow. and take it off track off track you were putting your foot down and you were like look like I got something to say and it was coming from all these different experiences that you had up until that point mm-hmm. but it didn't come off like you know it, it, it if anything it was just like yeah like we glad something like I'm glad somebody said it <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I'm glad somebody said it and said it with such authority you didn't just say you weren't just speaking empty words you were speaking with power and you were speaking with authority that commanded and demanded respect so whatever was trying to attack at that moment the larger picture of what we were trying to do yeah you never know how God is working for our good had you not been enduring had you not been experiencing the suffering that you did up until that point You might not have intervened with what was trying to tear apart the unity. Right. Tear apart the purpose of that group that God called together for a reason. Right. So it's like you never know what God is using. He might have been. Ain't no telling. He was using your suffering like for that tipping point of a moment but had you not been through the suffering you might not have stood up against that attack on the unity of our what we were doing the purpose that God had for us so it's like it's crazy to think about you know what I mean yeah it's crazy to think about you never know what is working for our good which I believe that you know, it's easy to say that everything is working for our good. It's like easy to say that it's hard to say that in the moments where it's damn fucking hurting, you yeah. know what I mean? But being able to endure for one to survive, and then like just picking up on those little moments, like you never know. Had I not just had the shittiest fucking day, I might not have had a heart to give like this dude my last five bucks you know what i'm saying just because he's probably having a shittier day right and i'm coming from a shitty day and i got five bucks so i'm you know what i'm saying like you never know the purpose of our of our suffering for real all what i do know is that it's a bitch to get through but like man there's a blessing in the storm Help me sing
0: it it's um, crazy, though. Yo. You know what I mean? We were just talking about the wounded healer before we started. We yes we were. Yes, we were. That was the second question. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That was the second okay. Question. Oh my god. Ooh Jesus. Okay, we're gonna keep going. Okay. It's still recording, sweet. Okay. okay, so our third question is when did the concept of healing Begin to change for you. When did it begin to change you? So when did the concept of healing. Mm-hmm. begin to change for you. Mm-hmm. And when did it start to change you? When did the concept of healing. Begin to change me? Yeah. Like when did the entire like. Idea of healing change for you. And mm-hmm. when did that change. Bring a change in you.
1: Mm. I feel like for the first. Um question it similar to your answer for the previous question that we had which was that it it's uh ever changing mm-hmm. and it um i don't know i feel like just when i get settled it it changes yeah. and that change is not always for bad that change could be for good could be for bad could be for confusing could be for whatever whatever gray area <clears throat> So I feel like it's ever changing. And then what's the second part? What's the second question? When did it start to change you? When did it start to change me? Yeah. I feel like I have the same answer for sure. Like it's definitely, it's definitely ever changing. Like I'm not the same person that I was in this moment right now as I was when when you opened the door for me to let me into your house. You know what I'm wow, saying? Yeah. Like that. This is a part of healing, and so I feel like the next mo the next moment, and the moment after that, and the moment after that, like in whatever moment God allows me to heal, yeah. it, it's like I'm be changing in that moment, and that, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's ever changing.
0: Wow. What I you thinking
1: it. about that? Those questions?
0: Um, I think the concept of healing changed for me. <clears throat> Freshman year of college, because I feel like healing. I never really thought too much about healing before I started to like, and it was like directly after that shift that I told you about freshman year. After I just released, so much change happened in me after that. Mm-hmm. Like this holistic amethyst, she came she, about she after, came, that, she, she after that. She moved after that. I was like, before that I was like, I was still me. I was like the church girl. I was yeah. the good girl, the girl that listened to her parents. She, she did what she was told. She was meek. She was humble. She was quiet. Hmm. That was you. <laughs> that was you, Amethyst. <laughs> I'm gonna need to see some proof. Yo. I was. I'm. I'm a, I am a bookworm. But like when I say my existence lived in books, <laughs> and in my writing. You mean it, huh? Like in my writing. Like yes, you. I saw. I saw me when I wrote, but I didn't speak.
1: Hmm.
0: I never I, I wasn't comfortable with my voice yet. I knew after I after this camp I went to in high school after this called the um California Conference for Equality and Justice. Um I was randomly selected to be in that space. And we went to the social justice camp for a weekend and it totally changed how I viewed everything. Wow. It's like the rose-colored glasses were taken off. And there was no putting them back on. So we went into the mountains and we came back And when I got back home, how I viewed my community, the streets I grew up on, totally different. It was like this ever, it was like this this resting fog just rested on my city that wasn't there before. So weird. But it was like this, this screen was on it. That allowed the outside world to see in but we couldn't see out you feel me and that's when i realized what i wanted to do with my life but i don't think i started to speak Mm. like feel comfortable speaking right until i found bsu Mm. i went to i found bsu freshman year and i learned i inch by inch i grew some kinda Yeah. Ooh. Trying to like speak a little bit, testing the waters with it, how I felt about it. And it wasn't until like the end of the year when Mike, um uh, Mike Lyles, yeah, um, he nominated me for V P and I was like, Word? <laughs> like, wow. hey, what you talking about, yo? And he was just like you be speaking. I don't even think you know you be talking about I mean, I'm just like I will be I'll be sitting in the back. <laughs> He chilling mm. and he like I don't know but every time you speak you say something you heard but you she don't speak enough and I'm just like nah. mm. <laughs> I don't know about that mm. and it, but it like it tell you perspective. Mm. You feel me? I so I feel like my concept of healing changed for me after freshman year. And it's just like I started I started to heal with my words. And it was like I always wrote I was out I've been writing since I was a kid. But I didn't start to speak until I got to college. Like, I, my words were always what the distance that I could hear my silence. My words were always like that blank canvas, you know? Mm-hmm. But freshman year, it was BSU. And then sophomore year, it was Soul Sugar. It mm-hmm. was just like one by one. Everything was aligning perfectly to where I was like able to become more comfortable with speaking. If you met me when I was like a senior in high school, I w- you would not recognize me.
1: <laughs> like, deadass. I believe you with <clears throat> everything you're saying.
0: Man, what? Yo. Bro, I'll probably be in the back of some classroom with my hoodie up, reading a fat ass book with my earphones in. What, what, like,
1: <laughs> What ass. did it feel like to find your
0: voice? Holy shit. Um. <laughs> Oh, wow. Mm, mm, mm. I wasn't prepared for that question, yo. I'd love to know. What did it feel like to find my voice? What did it feel like to find your voice? There was so much resistance. Mm. So much insecurity. I didn't even know. I think I still sometimes don't think I know. I don't think I'd be... Understanding what I say until after I say it, and that's why I strongly believe that it's not me speaking. I I I'm, I'm serious as a heart attack because yes, not that. bro, I don't be remembering half the shit I say after I say what it. You say? I remember Juneteenth. I went home, and because my cousin wanted me to speak at a block party that I planned for them, like I gave them the idea. Mm-hmm. And they ran with <laughs> So it wasn't my idea. It wasn't me, oh, but yeah. um, they always say I played. I did not play that shit. Anyways, uh-huh. he wanted me to speak mm. And I was up there for a good five minutes. I recall 13 seconds
1: mm.
0: Some took over. I don't know what I was talking about But all I remember is I closed out my little speech with how we close out BSU meetings you did? I did. You said one community, one voice? My whole block oh, had their fists in the air, did. yo. <laughs> yo, my whole oh, block. Were they with the right fists in the air? They did. Oh. If shoot. I didn't, I waited at least 30 seconds until I saw everybody had their fists in the air. And I was, just was like, if you if I, if I, you were in my line of sight, I need to see your fists in the in air. the air. Because you've experienced something in this community that nobody else can speak for, but everybody else has experience as well. So, I need your fist in there. Whether you blue, brown, black, white. Whatever. Green. Put it up. Yeah. Wow. And that's why I feel like it's not me. Right. Because I be, people be talking about, like, damn, like, that BSU thing was fire. It Like, you spoke to me. I'm just like, I did. <laughs> I did. What did I say? My bad. <laughs>
1: oh, shit. You don't be remembering what you said. Not like...
0: at all, yo. Yo. And I... I think recently mm-hmm. I was just like, damn, that's me. I was mm. I was talking I was sitting here with Alexa, and um, we was having a conversation like we always do about like multidimensional realms and shit, yeah, like all intergalactical shit. <laughs> space travel. <laughs> all parallel we universes, talking about and all our sh- that. talking our shit, yo. Yeah. yeah. And I was telling told me should. to record it, so we, I was just we was vibing, listening to comment, talking about sh- shit, yo. Mm. And I was recording it on my phone, and after she dipped out. I listened to it yeah. and I was just like, Who is this talking? Like? <laughs> is
1: that like, me? What is this? I was like, Is that how I always
0: be sounding yes. when I talk? You? Hmm. I'm like, I sound like a freaking crazy person. Really? I sound crazy as so. hell. Hmm. But I was like, Damn, that's crazy. I never knew though. I'd
1: be talking like that. <laughs> she was talking though. The I, I always like, It's just, oh, man. I just feel like that's just such a testimony. Really, it's such a testimony, cause it's, it's. From it's just silence to. Your voice, and it's like, man, if anybody, anybody who's listening, who knows amethyst. Ah. knows the power and authority and I love that word authority for you because that's really what I feel like you're not like saying stuff and then adding a question mark at the end you're not like shakeable on what you believe you're very like firm you're planted like a tree you're very like you know and I understand that you're always ever evolving but what you know you know that you know that you know that you know Mm -hmm. and i admire that because some people have a question mark at the end of what they say and it's like i don't know it just you know which is not a bad thing to have a question mark at the end because that's everybody everything happens for a reason but it's just amazing to me i have a friend like that uh my friend janae Mm -hmm. she kind of had you know been through the same from more silenced, listening, searching, seeking. Okay. And then when the moment came for her to speak and to re- like lift up her voice for real, it's like, yo, like you can't believe that this person ever, like well, all that they have inside of them, yeah. it's tough to imagine a, senior and high school amethyst or a senior in high school Janae, or whoever it is that you might you know one might be connected to that they can relate that with but man
0: yeah some serious stuff i was thinking about this earlier but i kind of set my mind i want to bring it back to that that's before we move to our next question okay i feel like flagstaff hmm yeah yeah it, it is definitely it has
1: been like the orchestrator yes. for a lot yes i think god has used this city like he uses many things as an instrument to bring together who needs to be together yes whether that moment was just for five minutes whether that moment was for 30 minutes whether you know what i'm saying you met somebody you had one interaction with yeah. them and that interaction whatever you, both parties took from that interaction is meant for something great yeah something you know very important and it's like yo like i feel like in flagstaff like i feel like i've seen angels out here like i feel like i've like had conversations that have changed my life here in flagstaff i've had experiences that have changed my life here in flagstaff and it's like it god is using this space for something very divine
0: which it's, makes me feel like mm-hmm. what is it used to be pre colonization
1: mm-hmm.
0: pre my great migration mm-hmm. what was what, what was this ground this was native land yeah right but indigenous land what happened here yeah think, something huh? happened here mm. before shit turned to ass mm. before everybody moved in and yeah. claimed it for their own right there was something that there was something that happened here and you could feel it I believe that. you know you can. and I, I remember um freshman sophomore year it was I think it was the start of soul sugar I think that was sophomore year junior year but oh um we were at one of the um, open mics and you and Kobe were talking about something that will always stick with me um y'all were talking about holy ground. Mm. And I don't know why, but I remember it like it was yesterday cuz it really struck me. Mm. And y'all were talking about how um holy we always talk about our holy ground is where the temple is.
1: Mm.
0: But it's not just the temple that makes it holy ground. Mm. And y'all were talking about how out before every meeting y'all pray over the space. Mm. And that's when we started to pray over BSU meetings. And it was just like it touched me because it's just like holy ground. Is, goes farther than the temple. I feel like the temple is the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it expands. It expands.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. I feel like I've met so many people in the city that weren't supposed to be here. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That ended up here by accident. By- Ooh! yo. Can you to relate? I'm here by accident, yo. I was not supposed to be here. Yo. I didn't know what the fucking NIU was. Oh, who are you telling? Flagstaff, I... like, <laughs> like What is that? what is a Flagstaff, yo. yo? I was supposed to be in Sacramento. So I've met so many people that ended up in Flagstaff by, by
1: accident.
0: Accident. accident. Yo. Right. So I just feel like there's oh, something holy about this ground. I think so about this. That oh, thank you God for the confirmation. That like got clouded with all the bloodshed. Hmm. All the erasion. Everybody coming, claiming, yep. hurting, yep. moving on, mm-hmm. planting new seeds, something trying to diminish it. Hmm. But you don't It's like an instant connection That happened here Ooh, I'm feeling you right now And I feel like people that leave I'm feeling you Maybe right you're me. not supposed to stay Because every person that stayed They planted a seed that will never leave this place Whether that be with Ladies of Truth, Soul Sugar, BSU, friends, family. Tiny impacts mm. of light. Woo!
1: Damn, you saying some shit? Right Yo,
0: here. I just feel like this shit Dang. was preordained, my nigga. My nigga, this
1: shit was preordained before we were even formed in the womb type.
0: Like this, the space... Me and my best friend, she was here a couple weeks ago, and I like to like, I like to um sometimes just explore and see where my feet take me, right? Mm -hmm. And I took her to the spot that i will be going to on South Campus. It's like in the middle of the fucking woods, and um, I told her to put her hand down on top of uh, a a tree that was cut down. You know, like when a tree is, it's only the stump left. Like, put your hands there and close your eyes and just feel it, Mm. and feel its heartbeat. I feel like the heart is still there Mm. I feel like when something is When the blood has been soaked Into the soil You can't dig that up You can't replace it And you can't You can't speak over it Mm. You gotta just be quiet and listen I like that you feel me, yo. I feel you on that. So that was that was on my spirit right? earlier. That. that was too. <laughs> I feel you. Yo. Damn. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Next question. Well, next question. <laughs> um, what influence has spiritual guides had on your life or your healing journey, and how do you listen for them? Mm-hmm.
1: Well I feel like um I feel like my spiritual guides are actively petitioning on my behalf. Mm-hmm and i think that um i don't know like like for example my dad since he's passed away i feel like everything that he instilled in me growing up i feel like some things were activated The moment that he instilled them, Mm -hmm. but others were not activated until he passed away. And so when he passed, um, it, it feels like he's just like, I just like take on his, like, what, like, what would he do? What would he say in this situation? What? Like, I can hear him saying, okay, I can hear him, like, for real. Mm -hmm. I can hear him, like, okay, you're in a a situation right now where you can either get, like, this is, you can get dumb, irritated, frustrated right now, and you could go through those emotions, or you can just take a step back, and you can gather some perspective about what this moment is about right now. And it's just, like, I feel like this, Spirit guides are those who have come before us, those who have moved on, Mm -hmm. and those who um, are just actively like on the battlefield for us in the spiritual realm. And to to hear them, I just have to, it, it just depends. Like I could be crying my heart out screaming and I could hear something or I could be very silent and still um, with a closed mouth and hear. So I guess it just depends on like what's going on in that moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It really just depends on what's going on in that moment. But it could be, you know, I could see like his football, I could see like something that reminds me of him. Like at the perfect moment, I turn and I see a 36. Or at the perfect, perfect moment, like, I I walk into, I'm having a, you know, going through this, that, and the third, but then I walk into Starbucks, and I hear, like, Lovely Day by Jill Scott, which Mm -hmm. is his song, you know what I'm saying, and then I get this, like, relief, like, okay, you're here, and, well, you might not be here, here, but You're you're here, and you can still feel me, and you can still, like, sense me, and you, you can still bring comfort and you can still orchestrate things like I, I don't know I just feel like our ancestors and I like ain't no telling we might have ancestors from thousands of years ago whose prayers whose lingering prayers you know what I'm saying like it might be an ancestors lingering prayer that brought me and you here today please let uh generations to come after me um, come into spaces with people that they need to come um, in contact with let your will be done touch my great 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 da- granddaughter that I haven't met yet mm-hmm. but I know that she will exist one day and Lord I pray that you might touch her life and put her in the presence of an angel and give her the experience that she needs to be who you called her to be and, and it's like And, you know, it could have been ancestors praying Mm. that prayer, and this could be the fruition of that, you know? So I don't know. That's such a great question. It's such a great question. Do you feel your spirit guides navigating you and ordering your steps? And like, what is that experience like with your, with spirit guides and what are they to you?
0: Wow, Um, I was not prepared for this question, even though I fucking wrote it. Right, (laughs) right. It's a good, good question. Wow, Um, good question. What are they to me? Yeah, what what are they? I don't say they're my keepers. Um, my convictions. I was watching um, a show. I was watching Spike Lee's revamp of She's Gotta Have It. Mm-hmm. And um, they went to Puerto Rico And they were talking to Martha's mom and she was telling you like, how do you listen for your spirit guides? And she was like, they're your convictions. Mm. So when you feel like nobody's, nobody's there, Mm. nobody's walking with you, your convictions are your spirits, are your ancestors. That's how you'll know. So always listen to your convictions. Mm. What are your convictions? Your passions which you feel convicted about, right? What stirs up great fire inside of you. Those are your spirit guides. Listen to them. You don't feel that fire by accident. You don't feel it for no reason. That means that that's what they need from you in this moment. When you have that urge, for me, it's an urge to speak, an urge to write. I don't know. I could be on my way to work. Right, walking beside a dormitory. <laughs> and I need to... Something's just telling me to sit down on the curb and write. Yep. And I sit my ass down on the curb yep. and I write. And, listen. and that's it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> So I feel like that's what my spirit guides are to me. And I feel like... Um, and it's weird because I feel like I feel my ancestors most when I am... Moving with my passion, I feel my ancestors most when I'm being passionate, or when I'm talking, or when I'm creating, that's when I feel my ancestors most. I feel like when I'm walking through my everyday life, I feel like I feel the creator most. I don't know why, but if I'm walking to work, if I'm chilling, if I'm doing something mundane, I feel like I'm with my creator. With my, like, supreme mother. Mm-hmm. If I'm, like, if I'm passionate, if I'm marching, if I'm on a bullhorn, fighting for my people's lives, mm-hmm. it's like I feel like I'm with my ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, angel numbers, too. Like, they might show up in angel numbers. They might show up in a book that I'm reading. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite book right now is Children of Blood and Bone, and I'm reading a sequel right now, um, Children of Virtue and Vengeance. Mm-hmm um if I this I think she's Nigerian this black author she's amazing the book is phenomenal okay. but I felt so much I f- felt so much like shaken up reading these books I've read so many books Brooke I've never felt so shaken up by a novel wow. in my life and I, after I read the book I read the acknowledge, Acknowledgements, and I should tell you something. I don't ever read the Acknowledgements. I know. At, at the end, you're like, okay. It's done. It's done. <laughs> I read the Acknowledgements, and um. she was talking about how she wrote that book, um, and it was um, she was inspired by everything that's been going on with black people in the media. And that's what inspired the book. And it, the whole book is about someone finding their voice and fighting for their people. That's what the book is about. Her fight to save her people, and it takes place in Nigeria. Uh, it's just a oh my god! If you've never read that, Children of Blood and Bone, let it. me put you on. Uh oh, it's not a, it's not an easy read. It's kind of lengthy, like four hundred pages, mm-hmm. but it's a oh my god! It's a good book. Everybody, take this time out
1: right now to uh, note take the the title of the
0: book. What is it called again? Children of Blood and Bone. And who's it by? Ooh. <laughs> if I could pronounce her name, My I'm a to butcher her last name is Ariyama, Ariyami, Ariyami, Okay, I just have her last name. For sure. But um, this book is so good, and each of the books come with these little posters, and um, I put mine on the wall. It says like, "Now we rise." yeah oh, yeah it came with the book oh, um it's fire it's so fire it's about these like magical beings mm-hmm. and basically all the um black people of the um the maji clan they're like given these special abilities there's 12 of them and each ability is granted by one of the gods and each god is a, um uh a, like a sub god from the supreme being Mm. it's really inter- it's a really interesting book i love it so much but yeah. um we're getting out topic <laughs> okay okay <laughs> so we're, gonna move. It's good, it's good. we're gonna keep going gonna oh my god yeah next question but yeah convictions i love that convictions yeah i got that answer um how do you know when you are being guided by your spiritual guides ancestors the creator etc how do you know when you're being guided by them mm-hmm. um is it your intuition do you think it comes from wisdom do you listen for a specific thing mm-hmm. what do you what is that for you let's see
1: i know when it, it is this, like, this feeling that I get. Um, it is kind of like a fire, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like a fire sensation. And it is like a conviction, for sure. Um, but I think I know when it just, like, lines up with what I know to be good for me. Like, for real. Like, when I know that my spirit guide is telling me to do something or not to do something when that literally is the best decision for me yeah like when that is the best decision for me when it's good for my health good for my mind good for my body mm-hmm. good for my spirit like when it when it when it's an option that will produce good fruit yeah i know it's from my spirit guide I do wonder sometimes though like because everything happens for a reason I do wonder in the moments where I've made mistakes Mm -hmm. and where I've made decisions that I've not been proud of I do wonder if that was my spirit guide still Mm -hmm. you it it gets tricky there because like I don't know I, I think I'm working every day to to discern between what is my spirit guide what is myself and what is something that is you know, right right exactly so i think i'm working every day to try to discern between those mm-hmm. wow. every single day but i would say overall i think it's when that when what whatever is being spoken to me when having those things spoken to me when i feel that they will produce good fruit right answer?
0: Yeah. Okay. Also, okay, so in that,
1: uh-huh.
0: when you feel like you're in these dark pits, yeah. when you're like in some of your darkest of moments, mm-hmm. and you hear that voice of reason, because mm-hmm. it's always there. Right. I believe it's always there. Yes. Do you grasp it? Mm-hmm. Always. Or do you recognize it when it shows up? Mm-hmm. Or do you just kind of push it aside? be like i need to be in this right now
1: i always recognize it Mm -hmm. i do not always accept it and Mm -hmm. go with it and then i have to suffer the consequences of not doing so
0: i agree you feel me i agree i feel like i always hear it you always i always hear it because like we're evolving so the knowledge is there it's there it's coming at us rapidly so when we get back into those moments I feel like I always hear the voice telling me like, okay, that's, that's a picture you're creating. It's not reality. Mm. Step away from it. That's just something that you're creating. It's right in front of your face. Sit back. If something, I was, um, I was in counseling for a while. And one thing that she told me before, um, when I was feeling everything so, I was feeling everything so strongly, everything good, bad, everything. I was feeling so intensely. And she was like, that's because you're seeing everybody back at home, I want you to do it with me. Um, Take your right hand and put it directly in front of your eyes, like really close to your face. And she was like, everything that you're experiencing, you're seeing it from this close. Mm. So take it away a little bit, take a step back. So pull it away from your face it's not as blurry anymore you see it clearly for what it is you could see it from different dimensions different areas different angles that's reality and sometimes that might not even be reality because we're still seeing it from a biased lens so she was just like take it away for a little bit you know yeah but I feel like that's yeah, that's
1: good. That's a good exercise.
0: So it's just like when we have everything so close, yeah. we even hear we hear the voice like, so. relax. It's too close. It's too close. Suffocating. Let go of it. Release. Surrender it a little bit, you know. Gather some reason. But sometimes we don't want to. We right? don't. Sometimes we're comfortable. We're comfortable in our discomfort.
1: That's what we were talking about. Yeah, when we first got started. Yeah. It is getting comfortable. I've I've heard this phrase before. It's like we are so comfortable in our trauma that we begin to form an identity around it, Oof. and then when it's time to step oh, outside of it and let go, it's very scary to do that because many people do do not know who they are outside of their suffering and their trauma and to accept the voice of reason that comes means to step outside of that identity mm-hmm. and that's very scary yeah that's a scary thing
0: it's like you're creating a new identity new you're creating a new, version of yourself. a new version of yourself and i was talking about that i think we spoke about this a couple times last year or before last um mm-hmm. i was talking about how you are like, especially when you grow up in an impoverished neighborhood, you're constantly in survival mode. You have to get out of that survival mode, right? You have to learn how to like just live, not exist, not survive, but mm. to live. Live. And it's when you difference. are like, when you grow up in that 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 environment, mm-hmm. it's like your body is constantly on alert, mm. and that's something that my counselor, what my counselor, talked to me about too. She was telling me like you're like surviving still. You've been here for three years. You've been away from home for three years. You still hustling. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, that's what I do. <laughs> that's right. what I do. Right. <laughs> you know like it's what I do. I just, I, do. I, I yeah. do my shit. Right. But she was like, you're not. Mm-hmm. What about you? Hmm. So you're, you're taking care of this. You're taking care of that. You got this. You got that. You want to make sure everybody, all of your friends are good. Everybody has peace, but you have none. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So she was just like, bro, you got to get out of that survival mode Mm. because you created your identity around surviving. surviving. Me leaving where I was raised, I'm from Watts, me leaving that neighborhood was a matter of me surviving. But it was always a known thing that I would have to come back one day the first lady at my church always told me, don't forget about us. You gonna do well. I have no doubt about that. Mm. But you gonna have to come back. Mm. Cause we gonna need you. Mm. And I, when well, she always said that, I always used to roll my eyes That's in my so head. Cute. I'm just like, please don't make me come back to this hell I don't want to come back. Like, why are you telling me to come back here? Mm. Like, Sister Cook, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to come back. Once I get out, let me stay out. Mm. I never understood the severity of what she was saying why I was like why do I need to come back if I can make it to college that's my meal ticket I'm good yeah why did she tell me to come back never could you foresee that you
1: might be coming back with a, a a different set of armor on now with some different tools in the box a few different weapons in the arsenal mm. you might be stepping back into your wilderness new And coming back with purpose just something different that you've been equipped with going back
0: a new identity a new identity and we are so afraid to take on that new identity yo even though we might already be walking in it Mm -hmm. actively walking in it but we don't want to claim it Ooh. Like, what you talking about, I'm this? What you talking about, I'm that? I'm still this, I'm still that, I'm still this, I'm...
1: Like, it's okay to accept. Right. Yeah. I think sometimes, like, our spirits, like, need that permission. Like, we have permission to heal. Yeah, We have permission to feel joy right we have permission like to get comfortable in that i mean uh, there there's this phrase like don't get what is it don't um i forgot what it is but it's something along the lines of like whether you're going through good or bad mm-hmm. it's being able to be grounded so that whatever it is that you're experiencing you have something to come back to like within yourself right like in the happy times the joyful moments is like we can get caught up in those moments too Right. i think we don't think about that a lot too like we do we we do talk a lot about like going through the suffering going through the trials and the tribulations going through the bad moments um and losing ourselves in those moments where we can get lost in the happiness, we can get lost in joy because then things are coming easy. So it's easier to like not value the things that we would value more had we been in a moment of suffering, right? Yeah. Like the little things. So I don't know. I feel like being like having that grounding, like being that planted tree Mm -hmm. whether it's sunshine and stillness that tree is planted it's it's not moving whether the wind is blowing it's stormy that that tree is I mean there might be some crazy shit that can uproot but from for the most part in theory yeah being a planted tree regardless of the weather forecast of that day right and it may sway the leaves might shake a little bit you know what I'm saying the tree gonna rock a little bit it's gonna respond (laughs) it's gonna respond to the nature the elements that are taking place around it but it's gonna be planted still so I I think about that and she she the first lady she she knew that you're going to go away but in coming back you're going to be equipped with something new something different you're walking back into your wilderness somebody different somebody who you're walking back in a wild woman you know what i mean that's sarah jake's tip like you're going back a wild woman yeah a wild woman you wild Mm -hmm. Gonna, you know what I'm saying? I'm wild. We're going to be sent to the wilderness, but we're not going to be like hovered up victim. Right. We're going back into our wilderness wild women. You
0: know what I mean? Right. I think about uh, that kind of stuff a lot. Thanking God for the foundation. The foundation. Thanking God for the soil. Mm. Thanking God Thank you for, for the it. seeds planted, for, for the roots. Extended Thank you. for the nourishment that seeps in. Mm. Thank you. No matter what happens, even if the tree is cut down, mm. even if the core starts to rot, you. the soil will keep, and the foundation will keep. Lord, have mercy. Hashem, hey. amen, amen. Whew. Brooke, I want to say thank you. You were such an inspiration to me. You always have, always have been. Yeah. Since I like met you, you've like, always been an inspiration to me. This is an honor. Absolutely. Oh, my God. You inspire me so much. Honestly, I could even go through like, my hardest times. I can see you a picture of yours on Instagram. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yo, God is good. Rick wouldn't even be tripping about this. <laughs> she would Amen. just like, let that shit go. Okay. It was just like, hmm. we have so many guys. I feel like, yes, we have our spiritual guys, but I feel like our spiritual guys live inside of people. Man, you damn near, I feel like, man. And I feel like you are one of mine. Hmm. With the deepest sincerity, I say that. I remember, BS E board. I think we did. Ari was pressed about us bonding. Right. Depressed. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and we did this. We did this bag thing. Yeah. Where we yeah. wrote each other oh, that was notes, rude. and it was anonymous, that was but it was weird. Cool. But I knew exactly which one you said. You which did. one was you? I knew exactly which one was you. You knew, huh? Yes. And it. that shit touched me, yo.
1: Hmm.
0: And I I remember that year. I put them on my wall. And like what they're in the shoebox now that I go to sometimes. And like yours always helps me. Mm -hmm. And this reminds me that even when I feel like what I'm saying is useless, when I'm saying doesn't need to be heard, Mm -hmm. when I'm saying I just need to relax and be quiet, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm just like, people hear me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. When I speak, I'm heard. And I felt like I wasn't able to grasp that, but she helped me realize that. Mm-hmm. It was just something that, like, it was very small, but like your words just was able to shake something at me. I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. And it, it kind of like made me uncomfortable when I first read it. <laughs> I, was just I was just like, cause you were just like what she said on the note, you were just like, I see you. And I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> You see me? I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be seen. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was your note. Um, but I'm just like I'm so good at hiding. <laughs> no, mm. don't don't look at me. <laughs> I'm so good at being quiet. I'm mm. so good at hiding myself and hiding what I feel. You can try all you want to. <laughs> I mean,
1: you can try all you want to. That light is going to win
0: every time. So, you guys we are going to say thank you to Brooke. If anybody that does not know Brooke get to know her. Get to know her. Don't come with no bullshit now. She don't need none of that. Don't need but none of that. she is a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Um, she is gonna do great things in her life. I am so excited to see what they will be. She has a power in her that exudes vibrancy. And it's it is it cannot be masked it cannot be dimmed and i feel like the way i view you is like you were sent here and placed here by god there's no mistaking that like your place in every person's life that you've ever stepped into was so strategic i'm uh, it's just a light in you That demands respect in my eyes mm. It's like you can't be phoning around Brooke You can't lie to Brooke I see you What's up? Now tell me the truth I heard, I heard what you said Now tell me the truth It's like you're like a mother of a church like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like one of the mothers <laughs> man, They, be, they be dumb, man. like come sit down and talk to me <laughs> That's how I view you in like a youngin's body. Yeah. It's a true honor. I'll tell you that.
1: So. Because iron yeah. sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. You're iron. I'm iron. And we sharpen one another. And yeah. I hope that our our talk. I hope that it sharpens the, the iron that's listening. You know what I mean? I thank you for your words. you speaking words of life over me. And that really means a lot i hope this iron sharpens everybody listening everybody
0: all right y'all all right man. that's all we got for you today that's this it. has been black table talk with miss brooke Carver. yes ma'am. and we will see you guys next time thank you we miss you angel come back you, to angel. us yes all right all right y'all bye y'all